I want you to turn your Bible tonight to Proverbs chapter 6. I love the Word of God. You know, God, some people say, I can't understand the Bible. Well, if you ever get saved, you'll understand it better. I don't understand it all, but I have a general understanding of the Bible. And you know, the Bible is full of illustrations that help simple people like us understand truth. Just like last night, fallen rocks, everybody can understand that. And none of us want to be that. Tonight, I got something everybody knows about. And I hope it'll be a help to you. You probably won't like my subject, but you'll get it here in a minute. Proverbs chapter number 6, and in verse number 6, Go to the ant. What about that? I don't like ants, I don't either, but God said, whether you like it or not, go to the ant, thou sluggard. In other words, when you compare the way you are to the way they are, we're a sluggard. Amen. Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you tonight for the good word of God. Thy word is a lamp unto our feet a light unto our path. Thank you again for letting us be back in this great church. And I pray here for a little bit you'll pull our attention where you'd have it to be. And Father, all that's accomplished will give you the glory, honor, and praise. You're the reason we're all here. And I thank you for your goodness and mercy. Help us now a little while. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. You know, through the years... You know, I pastored for 28 years. I've been on the road in evangelism now almost five years. Juanita and I have been two million miles for God. And I thank Him and praise Him for that. And I'm always running into maybe a young preacher or a young man, young lady, that's interested in furthering their education. I'm certainly not against that, but I'll just make a confession tonight. I've recommended some places that looking back now, I wish I hadn't recommended. And then, you know, that's, and then there are places that closed up. I used to teach Bible college. I was a dean in a Bible college, but the pastor said he pulled the plug on it, thought that was enough. You know, there's all kind of institutions out here, and I've got to a point where I'm so careful about an endorsement. But I have found me an endorsement now. And next time someone asks me, where do you think I should go for further education, I'm going to say, go to the ant. Amen. Because that's what the Bible said. And did you know in Proverbs 30, verse 25, don't turn there, the same writer said the ants are a people. What about that? Did you know that little fellow that, that irritates you so bad it gets in your kitchen and gets in your house? Did you know there's a lot you can learn from that ant? The wisest man that ever lived outside Jesus in the wisest book in the whole Bible said if you want to learn something, if you want to be wise, go to the ant. How in the world could something like an ant be a means of instruction and education for us intelligent people. You see, this is kind of hard on our pride tonight, 
But anything hard on our pride is good for us. And I don't want to get on pride tonight, but Proverbs 16, 18 says this about pride. Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. I've read this Bible through and through. I can't find God saying nothing ever good about pride. Pride's not good. Maybe we should exchange pride for thanksgiving. Rather than say we're proud of this and that, why not say we're thankful for this and that if God has blessed you? Can the church say amen? Amen. But I want to talk to you tonight about this ant. There's over 12,000 species. I'll try to mention each one. I'm just kidding. There's over 12,000 species of ants. And I want to talk to you of some things about the ant. Things we can learn. Do you believe you could learn something from an ant? God said you could. God said they're a people. God said they've got some wisdom that you and I need. Number one, when you think about an ant, I want you to think about their saturation. You know, ants are everywhere. Do you know that? They're everywhere. Juanita and I have been to Cambodia a couple of times. In one of our Cambodian trips, I had the honor of preaching in a place where the gospel has never been in history. Never. They said, you'll be the first human to preach the gospel in this region. We got there to that little old shack and didn't even have a chair or a pew or nothing. Them Cambodians, they sat on that dirt floor and I gave them the gospel on a first grade level through an interpreter and about 80% of them, I think there was 40 there, about 80% of them got saved that day. They had never heard the gospel. I carried the gospel by the help of the Lord to a place where the gospel had never been. What a great honor. But guess who beat me there? The ants were already there. You see, ants are everywhere. Me and my little granddaughter, my oldest granddaughter is four. You can learn a lot from children. You may remember the series, I want to be a child when I grow up. Well, my little granddaughter, she and I were together, and she saw a big old cross. And she said, Papa, there's a cross. Jesus died for our sins on a cross. It's pretty good for a four-year-old. I said, He sure did, sweetheart. She said, Well, if Jesus died on a cross... She's full of questions now. She said, If Jesus died on the cross for our sins, why is there a cross here? I said, Well, because... Honey, I said, Everybody hadn't heard. Everybody don't know. And boy, she come back with a question. Why has not everybody heard? Why does not everybody know? That's a good question for the church. It's amazing the whole world has heard of Shell Oil Company. The whole world has heard of the Golden Arches. The whole world has heard of COVID-19. The whole world heard when Saddam Hussein was brought down. I could go on and on. The whole world's heard of the Beatles. 
But do you know there's 3.3 billion people on this planet that's never one time heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'll have to join my little granddaughter and say, Why? Why has not everybody heard? It's because we need to go back to the ant. That ant gets everywhere and goes everywhere. When you folks, and I know this is a giving church, so it fits good for this church. When you're giving and you're helping spread the gospel, when you're helping me and you're helping other missionaries spread the gospel, you're doing what the ant would do. You're building a bridge. You're making a way. Uh, You're opening a path for people to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Did you know ants... If they come to an obstacle, let's say there's a place where they can't get across. Now they can go around it, but rather than go around it, ants can build a bridge with their own bodies. They just start building. They just start hooking to each other. And then the ants that's going to get the food Whoop! The ants that are going to get the food, they just run right over the top of that bridge that's made of ants. And do you understand tonight when you give to the gospel and you're helping propagate the gospel and you're helping share the gospel, you're like that ant who's making a bridge over a place where the gospel of Jesus Christ needs to be. The next time you write those checks, the next time you put out that money, the next time you do something for the gospel of Christ, let me remind you, you're building a bridge. That bridge may be going overseas. Uh, That bridge may be going into another community or another state. But isn't it good tonight to have a part in the gospel of Jesus Christ and spreading that gospel around the world? I don't know of anything more exciting than that. Not only do we need to consider their saturation, how that ants are everywhere. But number two, we need to think about their strength. Now when you think about an ant, you know compared to a big creature, he looks kind of weak. He's just such a tiny little fella. But did you know according to their body size compared to other creatures' body size, they're one of the strongest of God's creatures. My little friend Lily back here is the perfect age for this illustration. If Lily was as strong as an ant for her size and his size, She could go out there, crawl under my SUV, pick it up, and carry it down the road. That's pretty strong, isn't it? But you see, that's the strength of an ant. God said, consider how strong she is. Uh, Consider how she saturates, how she goes everywhere. Let's say I had some food right here in this place where my Bible rests. And some ants were coming over the pulpit. Man, they smell that food. They're they're always about gathering food. 
And here they come, Brother Jimmy, and I shoo them back. Y'all get back. Do you think that's going to stop them? Man, here they come again. I might even talk mean to them. Hey, you low-down ants. Don't you know you're not supposed to bother me? You think that's going to stop them? Isn't it amazing how such little things stop the church of Jesus Christ? And you just can't stop an ant. The only way you'll stop them is kill them. That's it. You'll have to kill them if you're going to stop them because they just keep on coming and just keep on going all across the country. And I appreciate your pastor. But all across the country, preachers are giving up. They've been taught mean to. And they all not been, but they have been. They've been mistreated. They've been shoved back. But I appreciate men like your pastor who doesn't let people that talk bad about him or people that try to shoo him away stop him. I've never been on this property without the pastor being here. A lot of you the very same way. I appreciate the saints of God that you can't stop them. You'll have to kill them to stop them if you're going to stop them. I want that kind of strength. I want that kind of stamina. I want that kind of stickability. You know, me and my wife, we've been married almost 40 years. June will be 40 years. If God lets us live. And with all that we went through, I didn't know if we'd see that or not. But now it's looking like we can, by the grace of God, make it till June. But you know something we determined when we were just teenagers and we were going to get married? We didn't have all the answers and still don't. But I do know this, we determined, Brother Jimmy, that we were not going to let nothing stop us from serving God. We determined was going to be faithful to the church. I wasn't a preacher then. We were going to be faithful in doing whatever our church did. And that's what we endeavored to do. And I see people, especially during this COVID crisis, and I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings tonight. If, if a person is genuinely afraid and all that, I can sympathize with that. But I have no sympathy, I have no pity with people who say they can't go to church because of COVID-19 when they're at Walmart, they're at every cafe, they're at every drugstore, they're at the convenience store. Shame on a society of people that name the name of Christ. They can go everywhere and they can do everything and that is except go to the house of God. Now I know people who hadn't come out and gone anywhere. I can, I can go along with people with that kind of fear, but I can't go along with people who just use this crisis as an excuse to stay out of church. All over the country, churches... Talked to a pastor just the other day. Two pastors this week. Neither one of them know if their church is going to survive or not. Because of all the crisis. And people using it, Brother Goosby, as an excuse to not be in the house of God.
All them Sunday mornings, I woke up in that hospital room and I'd wet my pillow with tears wishing I could be in church. And I'm thinking about all these people that's making all these excuses and they've used the COVID-19 as a prop to get what they really wanted anyway. Well, you're looking at a man tonight. Nobody twisted my arm to come. Nobody forced me to come. Brother, I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. Psalm 122 verse 1, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I could give you Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. You know, that's what you got to give that crowd that don't love the church. You've got to kind of get on to them. But there's another crowd that loves the church. They're like the ant. And you just can't stop them, amen. They just keep on coming back and just keep on coming back. You know, when you think about an ant, you've got to think about their strength. They never quit. The only way to stop them is to kill them. And I'm going to tell you, friends, that should be the only thing that stops us is when we breathe that last breath and we go home. You know, my boys, I didn't know this till after the fact. My wife knew it. My boys knew it. And I'm just trying to mind the Lord here. But Brother Jimmy, I, my, a nurse took my oldest son out and told him that it, it looks like your dad's going to be on life support before midnight. And it looks like it's not looking good for him. And you need to call your mama. You need to call your brother. And just let them know how bad this is God. Well, I didn't know any of that. And my oldest son came in the room, and I felt impressed of the Lord. I didn't know any of that. I was breathing hard. I was, I was suffering and fighting it. And I, I, said, I said, Jeremy, if Daddy don't make it, and I said, I didn't know he just got that from the nurse. I said, if Daddy don't make it, you just remember this. Daddy's not afraid to die. I want you to remember that. I said, I've lived for God all these years. Death is my coronation. Death is my promotion. Heaven is my eternal home. I'm not afraid to die. And I want to tell this church tonight, you're looking at a man that's not afraid to die. Hallelujah. If we got to live in fear, during, during that crisis, I led a man to the Lord in Africa uh, through the internet. And he was so afraid. I said, I sure would hate to have the religion you got that leaves me afraid. I'm glad what I got. I'm not afraid. Amen. Amen. Matthew came in and I just told him the same thing. And I didn't know that they just got told I wasn't probably going to make it. Some think I was hallucinating. I saw my mom and dad. Mom and dad been in heaven for a good while. And they were young and strong. And they waved at me. And 
Some thinks that's not real. If you don't believe that, you don't have to believe nothing. I didn't see lights at the end of a tunnel, but I do remember seeing my mom and dad. And I believe I was nearing the crossing. Woo! Glory to God. Someone said, well, we'll kill you. You can't tempt me with heaven, friend. This world is a sorrowful place. We're going to a wonderful place. And I want to be strong. I want to keep on keeping on for God. I was there when my mama went to heaven. She shouted the praises of God. I mean with hands in the air. Praising God and left this world. That's a good way to leave this world. My daddy, over 20 years later, left this world the very same way, little crippled, arthritis-riven hands up in the air, appraising God. Good way to leave this world. You better be sure tonight, I'm getting away from my text, but you better be sure tonight that you know 100% that you're saved by the grace of God i got to move tonight, but not only their saturation, not only their strength. How many of you would like to see Lily carry my SUV down the road? If she was an aunt, she could do it. Number three, I want to talk to you a little bit about the steps of an aunt. You know, the Bible says this about the steps of a good man. They're ordered by the Lord. You know that little, that little creature that irritates you? You know, when he makes steps, God gave him an ability to secrete a substance. And there's two reasons he does that. The first reason is he never forgets where he came from. Woo! Glory to God! I don't ever want to forget... My humble beginning, a freckle face, country boy, and a little holler. When I'm in New York, I have to translate a valley. Uh, but I, in a holler by the branch, the creek, growed up down there, and God saved me as a little old boy. And I'm going to tell you, I don't ever want to forget where the Lord found me. I don't ever want to forget where He's brought me from. Brother Reed and Pastor talking about where God brought them from. You know, that's the marks of a real Christian. They never get high and mighty. They just stay humble. And they remember it was the Lord that brought them out. And it was the Lord that changed their life. And how many of you thankful tonight that you remember where the Lord found? It not only is a constant reminder of where the Lord found us, and that ant's always reminded of where he came from, but you're going to like this, Brother H.C. It's that substance that that ant secretes. When ants of the same species fall in that path, whoop! that that ant is walking, it has an igniting and an exciting effect on that ant 
that's got in his path. Boy, I, I, I can't hardly preach without mentioning my parents. But you know who my parents wanted my heroes to be? Not ball players, not rock and rollers, not actors and movie stars, but they wanted my heroes to be men of God and the saints of God that had laid a trail before us. And I'm so thankful tonight that when I was a young man, I fell in the pathway of some that had gone before me and it ignited me and it excited me and I'm still ignited and I'm still excited today because of those that went ahead before us. A lot of you are like me. The calendar of life is going by quickly and I wonder are we leaving anything behind that excites anybody? Are we leaving anything behind that makes people want to be a Christian? Some of you knew my top mentor. He went to heaven while I was in the hospital. I couldn't go to his funeral because I was bedfast. Sammy Allen from Resaca, Georgia. I know Brother Goosby knew him. Some of you others may knew him. But when I was just a kid preacher, just getting started. I got in behind that preacher. And man, he was secreting something that I ain't never experienced. And it ignited me. And it excited me. And I'm so thankful that I got around the real stuff. The real thing. He is preaching about being separated from the world. Imagine me and Juanita just early 20s, late teens, sitting on a pew looking at each other. Man, if we do all this, we're going to have to throw everything we own away. And we'll have to start life over. But we didn't have that much to throw away anyway. We just had got started. But he preached against everything I'm talking about. He preached against every wicked thing. And we started cleaning up our lives. And he preached, I'm talking about being filled with the Spirit and anointed with the power of God. And friend, there is no exception to that. That's why you need to pray for your pastor. That God would anoint him. That God would fill him. That God would thrill his heart. Because he'll leave something for you that will ignite you and excite you for the glory and honor of God. I, I, don't, I don't claim to be anything but what I am by God's grace. But i got two little granddaughters coming in behind me. i got sons and daughters-in-law. A lot of people along the way that I've met. And Brother Jimmy, I don't want to be a fallen rock. I want to carry on and I want my life to excite and ignite those coming behind me. But I want to look quickly at the ant socially. Socially. You know, ants can get a lot done. You ever saw an ant heel and said, I'll fix y'all? Man, y'all are mean. Step on that ant heel. Come back a little bit later, it's, it's right built back. 
Again, you can't stop them. But there's something about their social network. They work together. And that's why our churches can't get much done because we're not willing to work together. That's how you get the job done when you work together for God's glory. I saw an ant, and I'm telling you, he was moving pretty fast. But his legs were just barely moving. I thought, how's he doing that? And, and, and I, every once in a while I see his head move a little bit. And his feet's barely moving. But man, he's a moving on. And that got my attention. So I, I stared at him a while and, and then I noticed there was an ant underneath him. You see, this top ant, he barely could move. He'd been injured. He'd been crippled. But a good ant friend got up under him and helped carry him back to the ant hill where he could be restored, where he could be healed. You see, the ants count their fellow ants' lives precious because the more ants they got, the more food they can gather. That's the way they look at it. And did you know that the birth rate of ants and the number of restored injured ants are almost the exact same number? You know the Bible speaks about us restoring injured brethren and injured sisters. Now I know there's people that's left church wrong and they're sour and bitter. You, you can't help everybody. But there's some that... You know, they got hurt, maybe unintentional, and they just need somebody to go help them get back. Galatians 6.1 said, Ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Church, are you working together? You know, it's sad to pastor sometimes. He feels like a referee trying to keep these from killing these. (laughs) There's no competition going on in here. We're supposed to be building the hill together. We're supposed to be working together. And how sad it is when we're not. God help us this evening to think about unity. Let me give you a verse. Psalm 133 verse 1. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. When we walk in them double doors, and you don't know where people's come from this week. Had a bad week at the job, bad week at the house, bad week at the doctor. Isn't it good to come in and shut them doors and it be good and it be pleasant. That's the way it's supposed to be at church. Not a knockdown, drag out, not a fight, not, not a fume, but hey, we ought to love one another and work together. Let me give you this one in closing. I believe the Lord with that little ant is bringing us some conviction tonight. But not only socially, not only His steps and His strength and His saturation, but you know those ants know something about sanctification. Believe it or not, 
regardless of how bad you hate to see them coming, they're clean little creatures. And did you know they especially keep their antennas clean? Because it's with those antennas that they know direction. They know their direction. You know why a lot of people's going the wrong way that doesn't let their antennas get dirty? You need some sanctification. John 17, 7, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. John 15, 3, Now you're clean through the word which I've spoken unto you. Not only does that antenna direct him in his walk, and he's walking because his antenna's clean, walking the right direction, but he also opens the line of communication. You see, if your life is dirty, if you're dirty, you may have it hid from everybody. And you may go through a lot of religious motions and do a lot of religious things. You may sing in the congregation. You may, you may do all the things. When the offering comes by, you may give on it. But i tell you one thing you're not doing. You're not praying and getting a hold to God when your antennas are dirty. You know, if there's anything that I want tonight, some of you heard the sermon I preached on when the Savior becomes silent, how there were days and days in the hospital I didn't hear from the Lord. And that scared me as much as anything I faced. But now I understand why. But I don't want the Savior to be silent with me because I got sin in my life. I want my life to be clean. I want my life to count. There's so much out here to contaminate your life. Amen. It's a miracle when a couple celebrates another anniversary. It's a miracle when young people come to the altar of marriage pure. It's a miracle in this filthy world we're living in. But you can stay clean. And you can be clean. My education endorsement tonight is strange, isn't it? If you want to further your wisdom and education in life, go to the ant. Consider her ways and be wise.